Okay, so here's a question for you. Why, especially this time of year, do we love and gravitate towards those cheesy movies? Now, you you watch them. I watch them. The girl moves home to save the farm. A man, wickedly handsome, shows up to drop off some supplies. Oh, turns out they were high school sweethearts. And now back on the farm, can they grow their love? Why do we watch these? It's a fascinating question. And here to answer that for us is Dr. Pamela Rutledge, a media psychologist, director of the Media Psychology Research Center. I've been told, doctor, that you have all of the answers. Oh, well, that's wonderful. But, you know, I think there's two big reasons why um, we, we love these kind of movies. One is the time of year. This is a time of year when our stress levels are a little bit high, when we're dealing with maybe we don't live in the perfect Norman Rockwell family, and we're trying to manage and negotiate all that while we're cooking Christmas dinner. And these movies are simple. They're cheesy, but we go to them for that. We don't want to be challenged. We want to have our belief and our hope and our optimism reaffirmed. We want to know that there's still love and social connection, and they're perfect for that. And so it really is the time of year. It's the stress of money. It could be the wacky cold weather. You've got maybe some in-laws who you don't always get a, a you don't always agree with or get around with. They're here as well. And there's so many stress factors that holiday movies just are. They're sweet and they're predictable, and they give you that kind of hopeful oomph that we need this time of year. Well, they even change your physiology. Watching a movie, having it the deliver the ending that you're expecting creates a dopamine rush. So it gives you that pleasure. Watching people connect, watching them talk about love and love each other creates oxytocin. And these movies, the conflict in them is like a small bump in the road. It's never anything that you worried about, never anything that's stressful. So you don't have to pump any adrenaline. You don't have to think very hard. You just have this feel good experience. And I mean that physically. And I love, I love that it is like the conflict in these films is always very teeny tiny. It's outrageous to the people in the movie, but to us, we think your turkey didn't cook or, you know, you're missing a present. You got this. You can get through this little thing. And the fact that it changes physical changes in our bodies is that's absolutely amazing that biology really is at play with the most saccharine of our movies well and also you know think about what you described they're always in very romantic settings right Mm -hmm. you know it's the snowbound castle in europe or it's the cute little you know uh cabin in vermont it's always something that it intrigues our imagination and gives us um, a sense of identification. It, it's like taking a little journey. We, you know, we step out of our lives and we live in this wonderful, little, calm, peaceful, happy, loving world for an hour and a half. And then we, you know, go back to, um, you know, stuffing the turkey. So do we love these these sweet, cheesy movies more at Christmas than, say, we even do at Valentine's Day? Well, feel-good movies always play a role. But what's happening in the you know at the time matters in terms of of how relevant it it feels so our reaction to any kind of media is based upon our own personal need and what's going on in our lives people have always used movies to manage their moods and what's interesting is many years ago many 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 years ago when i was a young teenager i worked in a movie theater and so tradition from many years ago till today there are still many families and people who go to the movies on Christmas Day if they don't have 
um, a community or a family or if it's a particularly hard time, they go to the movie theater because they know it's going to be open. It's going to take their time up for a couple hours. They know they can have some sweet food, popcorn, licorice, chocolate, whatever your choice is. And it's a dependable way to get them through that day. Well, and it and it and it provides a sense of social connection. Mm-hmm. We connect emotionally with the people that we see in movies, and especially when you're in a theater and it's very large, and you're you know they're looking you right in the face, and your and your your body is responding to them as if they were in fact your friends, especially the ones you like, not the ones you don't <laughs> like, obviously. But it's really that that sense of social connection that makes that such a great way to deal with loneliness. Joining us today is Dr. Pamela Rutledge, a media psychologist and director of the Media Psychology Research Center. One of the things I also wanted to hit on with you is you you said something very interesting to CBS News, and that is the difference between screen time. So yes, you're on screen time if you're watching a movie, but there's a very distinct difference between scrolling on your phone and looking at Instagram or TikTok or what videos or photos are on Facebook and watching a holiday movie. And I wanted you to explain the difference to us about why both screen time, but radically different. Well, both of those um, are different. I mean, screen time is just a terrible measure of anything. But the difference between those two is when you're on social media, you may be going there to escape or entertain yourself, but you don't know what you're going to get. You might see a cute cat video or you might see, you know, people being blown up in the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have that predictability. Whereas with a movie, you have a very clear narrative arc. And that's what delivers a lot of that feel-good neurotransmitter stuff. No, it's absolutely true. And on social media, nothing kind of jars you more than you're scrolling through the cute cat videos or funny talking babies, and then bam, somehow in your algorithm you have a snake or you have someone who's gotten surgery and they want to show you their very graphic staple photos, which I never want to see. And then that whole (laughs) experience is, is tainted. Whereas if you're watching the lovely story of the couple on the farm, you know what's coming ahead of you, and it's just like smooth walking on that nice snowy road. Yeah, nothing is more psychologically rewarding than having your expectations delivered. Oh, that's a deep thought. That's a deep thought. That is true. <laughs> do you have Do you have a favorite cheesy movie or predictable go-to holiday watch that you know is just going to be there for you when you need it most? Well, my daughter and I have a holiday tradition, which is that we watch all five episodes of the BBC version of Pride and Prejudice every Christmas. But if I had to pick just sort of one movie that I thought was a a really good Christmas movie that's more current, um, it would probably be Love Actually. (gasps) Although my kids do play the Muppet Christmas Carol while they wrap presents. Dr. Rutledge, Love Actually is my movie as well. (laughs) I love it. I love that movie because in the scene in the movie where he gives her what she believes is going to be a locket, but then it's a CD and she realizes that locket is going to another woman. That is crushing. But then the movie spends the rest of its time picking you back up and there's songs and there's dancing and there's running through airports that everyone always wants to happen to them. That, that is my go-to movie for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. It's a really good one. I appreciate this so much. Thank you, Dr. Pamela Rutledge, for joining us, telling us why cheesy movies, you might think, hmm, cheesy movies, but they're actually biologically good for us, especially this time of year. Absolutely.